One area McDonald's has been embroiled, 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 embroiled in scandal. Former elected McDonald land official Mayor McCheese faces new sexual allegations of affairs with countless fry girls, mothers of disadvantaged five-year-olds having reduced price birthday parties, and Radna Doy Filster, pillar of the pump-topped ketchup bins. Good evening, consumers. Welcome to Geek Salad, episode 27, The Impeachment of Mayor McCheese. I'm Andy. And I'm Mike. And we're going to be spending today talking about our favorite advertising icons. Yes, all the classics. Yes, mostly all cartoons and guys in dumb-looking suits. But not not exclusively. Exactly. Plus, you know, what what I noticed was most of these things highlight food. Yeah, well, you know... Foods always seem to have need someone to advertise their benefits. Exactly. Because people don't seem to catch on to that quickly enough. And what's nerdier than junk food and cereal? Not much that I can think of. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's uh, let's get this party started right with the most important meal of the day. Breakfast. Breakfast. Exactly. Um, tons, tons of different uh, characters out there. Oh, yeah. Now, the, the beauty is, is that there's not just the Kellogg stuff. There's no. Kellogg's, there's posters, General Mills, you name it. Oh, yes. But they all... I, I couldn't tell you a Kellogg's character from anybody else, realistically. No, nah, they all... I mean, I can't tell a, a um, company from one from the other. Right. I mean, this isn't Marvel DC. No. Right. No. They all pretty much flow one to the other. Hmm. They all use whole grains. Oh, yes. Oh, and speaking of whole grains, this episode of Geek Cell is brought to you by my very first batch of homemade beer. Which is not too bad, actually. Going completely anti-corporate uh, here. Yes. This nice little spring ale. So, uh, I'll be sipping on this, and who knows? Maybe this podcast will get fun. <laughs> Well, not for me, because I'm not drinking. Well, I did drink. I did you didn't have some. some. I'm just not a big fan of beer, but... That's, hey, that's that's cool. It, it, it is not for everybody. And, you know, the thing is, we're going to test out my brother-in-law okay. on Mother's Day, because he, all he drinks is Coors Light. Okay. Which means that he's not a fan of beer at all. No. So, we'll see We'll see what he does to this. He's a fan of watery American beer. Yes, exactly. The beer that is, uh, could you quote Sir Eric Idle... Like making love in a canoe. Making love in a canoe? Yes, fucking close to water. Ah, yes. Uh So, Mike, why don't you get us started here on Serial Spokespeople? All right, well, we'll start with the uh, rabbit that we all love to hate, Trix Rabbit. Yeah, all right. Seriously, Uh, what is this rabbit's problem? I don't know. You'd think after so many years... You know, he just, like, ripped those kids apart and just grabbed their cereal. Hey, seriously, and just, like, you know, just pour their blood over the, over yeah, in the bowl. Yeah, he's got <laughs> some, delicious. He's got some serious mental problems that he's constantly wanting this, uh, this rat. Would you agree, though? He needs to fire his agent. Oh, big Seriously. All right. You're, you're the head of a multi-million dollar company. But you're, you can never taste your product. Exactly. Oh, my God. You want him to find madness. Yeah. Oh, oh. Jesus. Um, just kind of... Schizophrenic white rabbit. Yeah, pretty much. You know what the thing is? I always confused him with the uh, chocolate quick rabbit. Yeah, strangely. I can see that. Yeah. But the thing with chocolate quick rabbit, he got he got the product. Oh yeah, he always drank his stuff. Right. Um, he enjoyed it too because his ears always twirled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about Sunny the cook the uh, cook oh, yeah. for cocoa puffs? Yeah, he he was another one. He always tried his product, then it drove him completely mad. Yeah, so. but when he got the cereal, though, oh my god, it was it was like you know a crack addict getting crack after like five.
five days of not having crack. Yeah, I'm thinking he maybe should cut back a little bit. Yeah, you know, the thing is also, I I really wish that in our, you know, we're in the, we're in the year 2010. Mm-hmm. People, I, I implore you, stop using the term cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs when you're talking about somebody who's crazy. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> oh, well, man, my bro- girlfriend and I broke up. Yeah, really, why? Well, she was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. That will automatically guarantee you a slap. Yeah. Uh, what's that saying about you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you weren't Cocoa Puff enough for her? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Moving on. And this is one that apparently fell off the radar. Yeah, a little bit. Sugar Bear. Yeah. Or Honey Bear. Whatever the... Do you Golden know what this crisp. is? Is it Golden Crisp? It's Golden Crisp now. Yes. Because they're not allowed to use the word sugar in cereal. Really? Yeah, actually, they're not allowed to use the word sugar. I did not know that. Because for the most part, they're not using sugar anyway. No, they're using like high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. You beat me again, science! Um, the most interesting thing about this, and he's like one of these characters that's very similar to like the Hanna-Barbera characters, where they try to emulate a celebrity. Yeah. In this case, it's Bing Crosby. Yeah, I can see that. Right. Yeah, that um, kind of suave, low voice. Exactly. He was way too cool. He was, The problem yeah. is, he was just way too much of a Mac Daddy for seven-year-old girls. Yeah, he, he was kind of the guy that wouldn't eat that cereal. No, seriously. Well, what do you want me to do? Get fat? <laughs> you go eat it. Go fuck yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> Snap, crackle, and pop? Yep. Um, the three dyslexic uh, elves? Yes. I, yeah. Now, what makes them different than, like, the Keebler elves or the Lord of the Rings elves? I always th- thought that they were kind of kicked out of the Keebler tree for not for being, like, too... Not good enough at what they were doing. Because here's the thing. They would not bake their treats. No. They're, those are refrigerated treats. Yeah. How dare they? But they also... Uh, I think they were a little bit too close. They were kind of Bert and Ernie in a sense. Yeah, a bit. A bit. Now, the, the thing is, there's this great, like, 1940s commercial um, for Rice Krispies, which I, I would do no justice just playing the audio for it, because... It's main, It's it's this little this tale about this kid who's having a sleepover with apparently um, Lucifer's son, and uh, they're <laughs> offering <laughs> breakfast, and the, <laughs> and the kid just like he offers the cereal and he eats it, and seriously, yeah, all of a sudden like you know Jerry Goldsmith's score from The Omen should just pop right out while he's eating the thing, this just demonic smile, while these three elves are like, "We'll do your bidding for you." <laughs> Firstborn. <laughs> okay. I will rain down your cereal. Your cereal will stay crispy in blood. They shall snap, crackle, and pop their spines from their bodies. This is the second. We've only been going for six minutes, and uh, this is the second reference we've made to evisceration and eating cereal with human blood. You know what? I think we're off to a good start. Oh, now. we're off to an awesome start. Good for us. You know who else was off to an awesome start? Uh, thank you very much for the transition. Uh, Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble. Ah, uh, yes. What did they do in their bedrock community? Well, you know, you know them now as the um, the shills for uh, Fruity Pebbles oh, yes. and Cocoa Pebbles. Mm-hmm. And um, Pebbles Birthday Cake, I think, is the cereal. It's like a multicolored cereal with, like, cupcake sprinkles on it. I have not seen this one. Oh, it's it's horrifying. I mean, I, I just get, like, you know, sore teeth looking at it. Yeah. Um, I've got a lot to say about, about it. For primarily, the whole crux of every commercial is um, 
Fred is such a selfish ass that he will not share his cereal with his best friend. Yeah. The friend who's probably bailed him out of bankruptcy a couple of times. Oh, yeah. The friend who refuses to bang Fred's hot wife. You know, um, his future, I guess, brother-in-law after, you know, their kids oh, get yeah. married. Yeah. He will not share his damn cereal with him. You know, I, I just... I just every time I see them, I keep picturing that robot chicken sketch where um, Barney ends up beating Frederick to death, death yeah. and, and then killing everyone else because he wouldn't get the food. Oh, yeah, because all, all the talking dinosaurs that were the appliances, like witness, witness, witness. Another thing too is uh, the one commercial that really sticks out in my mind is back. You know, rap hit around like eighty four, eighty five. Uh-huh. So around naturally nineteen ninety one, you know, the fruit, the good people at Post and Fruity Pebbles decided to go with. You know, a rap theme for one of their commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't, I wouldn't sing to you the whole song, but all I know is, I'm Barney Rubble and I'm here to say, I love Fruity Pebbles in a major way. Which of essentially course. is now how I will phrase any type of really crappy rap act. Um, you know, I think that's how every crappy rap act is already phrased. Pretty, that's pretty much the, the rhyme scheme and the, and the, um, the scheme that... For DJ, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince had yeah. is the same thing Barney Rubble was using. And if you go back now and listen to DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, tell me you don't agree with me. Oh, no, and, and actually, if you listen to pretty much any episode of Whose Lines It Anyway where they rap... They always they do always that. They always use that line. It's mainly Colin Mockery. He always used that because he's lousy at rapping. Yeah, but you know what the, the Flintstones got their first start commercial-wise as? Winston Cigarettes. work hard, don't they, Barney? Yeah. I hate to see them work so hard. Yeah, me too. Um, let's go around back where we can't see them. Gee, we ought to do something, Fred. Okay. How's about taking a nap? I, I got a better idea. Let's take a Winston break. That's it. Winston is the one filter cigarette that delivers flavor 20 times a pack. Winston's got that filter blend. Yeah, Fred. Of course, with that wonderful bedrock flavor. Exactly. Oh, it's it's hysterical because, you know, they're just ducking out of their chores and, you know, having a smoke. And it's just, it, it's almost like if I were to watch Kermit the Frog, like, lighten up a butt. <laughs> yeah. It's actually, you know, just kind of on that topic of Muppets doing things I don't need to see them doing. Right. Um, one of the books at the library that teaches uh, toddlers how to potty train. Mm-hmm which we have definitely got into a lot lately, uh, there's one for Muppet Babies. Oh, and on the cover right. is Baby Miss Piggy on the potty, just a little tiny plastic potty, mm-hmm. with her underwear around her ankles. <laughs> Things I do not need to see. And I, I, I'm sorry, but there's a video called, like, Elmo Loves the Potty or something like that, and... No, I don't. I don't think that should be shown to anyone. Exactly, and the poor guy whose wrist is getting crapped on, too, and... <laughs> Um, so, yeah. Uh, now, what are your thoughts on Diggum? Diggum, I haven't seen him for a while, either. Yeah, I haven't, and that's another one of those, I think it was, it was Sugar Smacks? Yeah. And now it's Honey Smacks? Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah, because they always, inter- they always use uh, flipping honey there instead of sugar. Right, exactly, because they technically use honey, because that, that's that's corn-based, right? It's, it's sugar, it's right there. Oh, my God. Seriously, well, this just should be our nutrition episode. Yeah, yeah but... High fructose corn syrup will rule you all! <laughs> Dig them, yeah. 
Didn't they make a statue of Diggum down in Texas? They may have, which is only about as racially insensitive as I think <laughs> you could possibly get in Texas. Oh, no, wait, no. I'm sorry. I was thinking about Family Guy episode. Oh. Where they ha- they made this, where Mayor Adam West put up a statue of Diggum <laughs> in the, and blew up the, uh, blew off the town's funds. Oh, jeez. Now, uh, Mike, you had told me to bring up uh, this one, which I almost forgot. Oh, yeah, Toucan Sam. Um, that friggin' nose that, you know, you think he, he's got LSD or something like that. Yeah, he's like, yeah, seriously, he's like a mad scientist. He's gonna graft the, the, this toucan nose to human faces. And now he's got, like, three little nephews that all have the same birth defect. Yeah. I don't, I don't get I it. No, the thing is, what I love about Toucan Sam is his accent. Because it's so imperialist British, yes. you know, let's kill the Rajah and take his <laughs> land type stuff. But let's do it while following our nose. Yes, exactly. We'll bring you to fruity death. <laughs> um, now, my all-time favorite, and believe it or not, outside of Count Chocula, I've never actually had any of the others, the Monster Cereals. Yes. Have you ever partaken of Frankenberry, Count Chocula, or Booberry? You know what? I have. Back a long time ago. I actually don't eat cereal anymore. Really? Yeah, I just, I just never have time for it. But... Yeah, back then I did have, I think, I think Booberry was actually my favorite. Hmm. He, he was always kind of the lesser of the of the three, though, because he was never in any commercials. Or, like, exactly. He's, he is kind of, essentially, he's, I don't know, he's the curly Joe yeah. of, of the monsters. Someone's come for a nutritious breakfast. What? Hello, my name is Boo. <laughs> Let me finish. Booberry, my ghostly good blueberry-flavored cereal, Booberry, <laughs> is part of this complete breakfast. Okay, on my go, single. Spangler, I want a confinement stream from you, okay? Go! Okay, hold him up there. He's gonna move. Hold him up. Go! Working, Ray. Super fruit flavored. <laughs> the super flavors of flavor of fruit cereal. Uh, Fruity Yummy Mummy, which originally, and uh, eagle eyed viewers of the movie Pulp Fiction will notice its original box, Fruit Brute. Fruit Brute. Fruit Brute was a werewolf. Oh, of course. Banging at the moon and, uh, you know, tur- you know, turning, you know, feasting on human flesh, you know, after the, the uh, sun went down and the moon was full. But in the morning, always there for a crackling bowl of his own cereal. Um, what is it about fruit, uh, breakfast cereals that bring out our need to feast on human beings? I don't know. I, it's funny, too. You don't eat cereal anymore, and I do. I actually eat cereal more now than I did, like, you know, in my early adult years. Yeah. Back when I was told by my mother, when you're a grown-up, you can eat whatever the hell you want. I never really took advantage of that. Nah, not really. Um, yeah, it's just... There have got to be some stories about the, the, uh, the monsters. I mean, yeah. I've always thought that Count Chocula... Was probably just a um, a young Transylvanian count 
named Ivan Chocula, <laughs> who lost his will to live after his uh, wife and only child were killed in some kind of mishap or plague or yeah. cholera or something of the like. And then a mysterious stranger told him that he could have a new life and live forever. If he eats every piece of chocolate, he finds. There's actually... In Toy Fair uh, magazine, Twisted Toy Fair magazine, they had a whole uh, thing dedicated to Blade. Mm-hmm. And the first person he kills is Count Chocula. <laughs> and as he's sticking the, the, the steak into his heart and he's turning to dust, you just see him with his arms up in the air going, But I stay crispy and milk! <laughs> and the kids are crying, like, You killed our spokesperson! He's like, That's okay, sprinkle him on your cereal. <laughs> and, you know, I, got, I just got to thinking, Frankenber- uh, Frankenstein was... The mad scientist, not the monster. Mm. So, was there a Frankenberry's monster? Oh man, that would be horrifying. But yeah, they probably keep him in the monster cereal lab somewhere. Yeah. You know, like with a gigantic chain around his neck and some just belligerent guard like poking fun at him, just waiting to have his neck broken. Yeah. I just can't imagine. I mean, if you're a mad scientist and you're going to put together, you're going to reanimate dead tissue Why would you give into the shape of, of, of a pink monster. Why would you go with a guy with a head that size? And why would you give him a strawberry flavoring? I don't know. Have you? The, the, the top of Frankenberry's head makes him look like an ass. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, because he's that guy with a little divot there, yeah. doesn't he? And what was Booberry before he died? I'm thinking Richie Rich. Oh, and Nas Casper. Oh, that's right. It's yeah. indistinguishable and irrefutable. Well, they always gave him the. Um, oh Christ! What was his name from Casablanca? Oh, oh, uh. <laughs> uh, Peter Lorre. Peter Lorre, exactly. Uh. They um, they gave him his voice because you know nothing nothing says buy my cereal kids more than a creepy guy who played a child killer in the movie M. Oh yes, buy my, my cereal so I can haunt you forever. Yeah. I'll haunt your dreams. <laughs> oh boy, let's get let's get off of this something yes. even cheerier. Let's talk about steroids. Okay, how about Tony the Tiger? Oh yeah, the biggest, buffest tiger in the world. Seriously, is there any is there any coincidence that he always shows up at sporting events, <laughs> saying they're great? Exactly. Oh, you just finished twentieth. Come over here, loser. I'll fix you up right. Here, have my, <laughs> my frosted flakes. Oh, and this HGH is shooting your ass as well. <laughs> they're all great. great. <laughs> Seriously, though, I mean. Did you, have you ever noticed that? And these kids always end up winning their races afterwards. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you, but everything I've always been taught and everything is a personal experience shows, you don't eat a hearty breakfast before you go running. Nah. Oh, uh, my God. Because it ends up all over the track. When I was in college, I made the mistake once. I was taking a, a weight training class in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, look at me now. Um... <laughs> And I made the mistake of having a huge breakfast before then. Okay. Uh, so I made it about halfway before I had to hurl <laughs> and then kind of just eke out the last ten minutes of the thing. So I sugar-coated um, phosphate cereal. I, I, and lots of milk. Tons of milk, because you know what? Milk is a bad choice. <laughs> Especially on a hot day on a summer track. Oh, yes, because it just curdles in your stomach. Okay. Oh. Hey, I've been waiting a while to say this. Okay. Let's talk about racism. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Dante Hicks is just like you. He loves grape soda. Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. The mascot's actually Lucky. Who's a leprechaun? And who the kids are always after his Lucky Charms. They're always after me, Lucky Charms. Now, I don't know about you. Um... 
I have learned one thing in my in my time on this planet. Mm-hmm. Never cross an Irishman. No. Never, never, never. Even for something as trivial as cereal, because once he gets a couple of drinks at, in him, he's coming after you with that oh, freaking yeah. shillelagh, and yeah. he's going to beat the living crap out of you. And if, if there's anything that all those um, leprechaun movies, and even Dario and the Little People have taught us, if you cross a leprechaun, they will come at you with every magical trick they know. Oh my god. Can you imagine me beaten, though, by Lucky? Just, like, rattling off the different marshmallow flavors? <laughs> Yeah, now you've have you have the green head of a- clover, blue diamonds. <laughs> oh, I busted his head open. <laughs> you get a head. Let of me a scoop like- all the brains and pour some milk on it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it again. <laughs> we need a minute to collect ourselves. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Okay, we're back. <laughs> kind of. Oh, yeah, kind of. It's just an excuse to throw in the intermission music. <laughs> All right. Let's let's uh, let's finish this up with um, Captain Crunch. Yes. Actually, I believe now he's been promoted to Admiral Crunch. You know what? I have a feeling he's, he's going to pull a Captain Kirk. Where he gets promoted to admiral, then he does something where he totally breaks all the re- regulations, get da- downgraded to captain again. Bunch of Crunchberry uh, rogues just take over his ship, and he blows it up. <laughs> oh, actually, that that kind of reminds me of a. Uh, uh, I'll save that for stupid, stupid. Okay, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, seriously, what is Captain Crunch's deal? He goes around the world finding like he's kind of like Willy Wonka in the fact that he's trying to find exotic flavors, and right. actually, uh, geeks out listener Chris. Uh, sent me over a couple of the different types of characters that they had. Uh, I really shouldn't have printed this out. That's a lot of ink. Uh, <laughs> but thank you anyway, Chris, for the uh, the feedback on it. Oh, let me find this here. Okay, there is... They didn't give them names. It's like there's Crunchberry, and then there's the Peanut Butter Elephant. Why is it the cereals feel that elephants are the best for peanut butter? Is it because they like peanuts? I would think so, but I mean... I think I can think of a lot of other things I like peanuts as well. And then there's Choco Crunch, and th- this uh, th- this creature for Choco Crunch, Captain oh Crunch. Oh my word! Seriously, d- does it look like he's got diphtheria? It looks like he's gonna eat Cap- the captain's hand. He might. Those are huge teeth. I mean, the Crunchberry essentially is the grimace, um, you know, the yeah, grimace he, character he's like a where bird with spots. Well, it's just the easiest way, you know. Oh, wait, what do you want? We're we're we're, we're sensitive. We got this retarded uh, creature in here. Give me Crunchberry. You know what the thing is though, and I'm glad that they fi- at 20 years they finally figured it out. Just put the Crunchberries in a box and sell them. Yeah. It's seriously. I mean, I don't. I, I like the Captain Crunch. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but. The inside of my mouth looks like the last scene from Reservoir Dogs after I'm done. Yeah, it, oh. it just you take a bite into it and suddenly it's got jagged edges like a, a broken bottle. Right now, do you get like the um, do you get kind of like that slave auction vibe though? Whenever you see these cre- these magical creatures that Captain Crunch has discovered on all these magical islands, like he's he's selling them off to the highest bidder <laughs> when he gets back to the mainland. See this Crunchberry bird? I'll sell them to you for 500 bucks. Right. All of a sudden, like, the Choco Crunch creature, like, breaks loose and destroys New York City and steps on Charles Grodin and everything's all, gro- all groovy and stuff. And, cry- and climbs the Chrysler building. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, that, no, that was St. Louis, wasn't it? Chrysler building? No, the Chrysler building's in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. yeah um, anyway. Is it Chicago? No, the Sears Tower's in Chicago. 
we're way off target here. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's move let's, on. Let's move back. Yeah. All right. Um, PSAs. These are pretty much what filled our mornings in between cartoons. Yep. In between Super Friends and the Plastic Man Magic Hour. Um, <laughs> Where you fought the weed. <laughs> the one I remember most specifically, at least from the ABC cartoons, was the Time for Timer. Yeah, I remember that one. What the hell was that thing? I don't know. I always thought it was like a chicken leg. Like with a chicken leg legs or arms. Um, a piece of cauliflower or a stomach. Or really the form piece of cheese. I don't... I, yeah, exactly. Like a piece of cheese that went off, which yeah. is amazing because when we were, we were setting up the episode, I had to remind Mike, and in fact, when I was talking to Autumn about the episode, I, I pretty much went to the same reference both times. I went with the, yeah, hanker for a hunk of cheese! Bang, bang, bang! Oh, howdy, partner. Time for timer. Do you ever get that hungry feeling after school? Boy, I do. I'm so hungry, I could eat a wagon wheel. When I'm slow on the draw and I need something to chaw, I hanker for a hunk of cheese. When my ten gallon hats are feeling five gallons flat, I got something planned, which is little cheese sandwiches. Come on! Here's a great little snack to tide you over till dinner. If you want something delicious and nutritious, cheese is a super snack. Look, a wagon wheel. When my get up and go has got up and went, I hanker for a hunk of cheese. When I'm dancing, I hold down and my boots kind of slow down. Or any time I'm weak in the knees. I hanker for a hunk of, a slabber slice a chunk of, a snicker is a winner. And yet won't spoil my dinner. I hanker for a hunk of cheese. Yahoo! Yeah. Because that's really the only thing you remember from it. That, yeah, pretty much. Well, I, and the popsicles. Yeah, I always remember him teaching people how to wa- make popsicles by filling an ice cube tray with juice and putting a plastic wrap over it and sticking toothpicks in. Yeah, you know what the dumbest thing to tell a seven-year-old to try to do is fill a, an ice cube tray with juice, <laughs> put plastic wrap over it, stick toothpicks in it, and expect them to wait for that thing to freeze. Yeah, no, they're going to be chugging that thing around. <laughs> exactly. As soon as like ice crystals start to form, it's like, this is even better. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what the hell that thing was, though. No. But that song will be playing in my coffin when I die. Oh, actually, I just remembered another one of those. Uh, there was... Um, don't spoil your food. It was like a singing potato, baked potato. Oh, it was like, you don't drown your food. That's it, yes. Yeah, and it was like, okay, it's fine. You want to put that cheese sauce on it? Fine, you're only killing us. Oh, yeah. You're only yeah. killing flavor, asshole. Don't do not do anything to your food. Salad dressing, you leave. Exactly. Newman's own, we don't need you over here. Um, moving on. The Better Business Bureau yeah. characters... Uh, Chris brought this one up. I would have totally forgotten this one if, yeah. if Chris hadn't brought I, it up. I didn't even remember it until he, uh, he showed me the pictures. Right. Um, essentially, they were these ads that were put on during the daytime cartoons, mm-hmm. uh, which tell you to, you know, just don't spend your money on something stupid, don't litter. Um, which went so far with the kids. Exactly. Uh, then there's, like, the, the like the squirrel that yeah. kept, like, leaving his door open. and. Yep. Um, and and they're, essentially, they're all they're all good lessons that you know every one of my friends completely forgot about. Yeah. You know? Hey, we're in our thirties. I can leave the door open as long as I want. I'm an adult now. Buying crap we don't need? Ah, huh, I do that all the time. Exactly. Exactly. Right, let's move on. Um, yeah. We got to go to the dollar menu now. Uh, let's talk fast food icons. Oh yes. This actually, amazingly enough, even though there aren't as many as like the cereal characters. Um, 
Vizak, I think, has got just a wealth of, of background. Yeah, and much more diverse. Absolutely. Uh, well, let's start from the top. Ron McDonald. The king of all fast food icons. You ever see the original Ronald McDonald ads with Willard Scott as Ronald McDonald? I've seen clips of them. I've never seen If more. you want to scare the living piss out of yeah. yourself, watch Willard Scott as Ronald McDonald. First of all, he doesn't look like the Ronald McDonald that we know now. No, no, he doesn't. Not at all. Um, essentially, what he was—he had like a, you know, like a soda cup on his nose, yeah. and a bag over his head, and um, he had this magic belt, which was just conspicuously so, you know, close to his groin, and that's where the hamburgers were magically coming out. I'm so not, I'm not going to be eating anything from Willard Scott's groin. Thank you very <laughs> exactly. much. Exactly. And then what he's doing is like calling these kids up, like, "Hey, you want a McDonald's hamburger? Reach for the one near my my <laughs> groin. Lower, lower." <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Don't take it off yet. It's becoming a Michael Bay film here. <laughs> but, you know, they eventually replaced him with non-creepy, but still kind of just... Ronald McDonald is really like the Mickey Mouse yeah. of, of ad- advertising giants. Except you think you think there's probably more than one um, sexual abuse um, scandals following him around? I guarantee that there is. Plus, um, he's a clown. I've never seen him do anything funny. No. And keep in mind, clowns scare the piss out of me. Oh, hell yeah. But, um, yeah, I've never seen him do any fu- anything funny. But, you know what, you know, and you bring up the whole sexual abuse thing. You know what, I, 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 please, if you know anybody who has just got, like, a sexual fantasy of doing it with Ronald McDonald, let me know. I want to interview you. I'm, I, th- I kind of want you to throw you in the river now. Yeah, you will. That's, <laughs> I'm just curious about that. If someone just kind of walks in, you know, in the big yellow jumpsuit <laughs> with a big red fro and a giant bag of chicken McNuggets, just sprinkle these over your body. Enjoy. <laughs> there, there is no excuse for the brown to ever accompany Ronald McDonald. Never, never, never. Never. Now, what about his rogues gallery? He's got a, an interesting... Yeah, he uh, had a whole bunch before like the, they kind of slumped him down in the 1980s. Right. I mean, the ones that are still there, Grimace is still technically there. Yeah. Again, it's just so they can keep someone with special needs on the payroll. <laughs> I want a hamburger! I want a shake! Give me a shake! <laughs> but you, did you ever see the original concept art for Grimace? No. All right, um... Back when I was a kid, one of the McDonaldland playgrounds that I went to was one of like the original McDonaldland playgrounds, and okay. they had all the characters on this gigantic mural. <laughs> Grimace had four arms originally. Really? Yeah. You want to talk about creepy? Wow. And he was the Grimace, not just Grimace, but the Grimace. Oh yeah, wasn't he like originally like, kind of a, a almost a bad guy? Yeah. And he went from that into his Ronald's retarded friend. Pretty much. And have you ever seen Grimace's family? No. All right. Um, and again, oh, these I are all kind of—they all cross promote for I whatever. I, I think I saw like a younger sister. Well, there was—I um, think it was like Patio Shake. Oh. Yeah. Again, racism. Yeah. Um, Green Grimace, who would extol the virtue of this of the um, Shamrock Shakes. Oh yeah. Which did not come around this year. I found out. Oh yes, that's right. My because my dad always gets one at yeah. Um, when like we go down McDonald's and he always gets one there, and never we didn't. I, and this is one of those things that my mom never let me get when I was a kid. Yeah. And so I finally, hey, because my mom was like, you know, it just, it, it just kind of tastes like piss. Don't don't drink one. And I did. And yeah. Um, and then there was, and you might not remember this. You're a couple years younger than me, so you might not remember that he also had like a Jamaican cousin who was kind of orangish with a straw hat. 
Did he and have the dreadlocks? Would, no, he didn't have dreadlocks. He okay. was still bald. They all, I mean, I think they were incapable of growing, um, you know, top hair. But um, he had a, he had like a, a Jamaican straw hat, mm-hmm. and he was showing the uh, the banana shakes. Oh, okay. and the banana shakes! I, I haven't had one since. I, no joke, like eight or nine years old. They were so good. I can imagine. And if they could ever bring those back, I would I would be psyched. Yeah, about that. And just banana ice cream shakes in general are just really good. Yeah. Um, oof, now I'm getting thirsty. I still got some beer left. <laughs> okay. Um, moving on to some of the other characters. Uh, my personal favorite, Mayor McCheese. Yes. Seriously. First of all, the guy is doing what I... If I ever become mayor of this Penny Annie town, I'm going to do the same thing he does. Walk around with a giant top hat and a sash that says mayor. <laughs> I might even wear a tailed, uh, tailed jacket. I fully believe that he was just a figurehead, though. Oh, he, Ron, Ron McDonald had the real power. Exactly. And poor Mayor McCheese had seen too many of his assistants get ground up. <laughs> um, and the chief constable, Big Mac, um, again, if you really want to delve racistly into this one, yeah. um, you might as well just be called Big Mick, because, hey, <laughs> what's more traditional on TV than an Irish cop? Oh, Finn Regorda. Especially one twirling a baton. Of course. And stealing apples, which is just disturbing watching a, a two a two padded uh, head <laughs> munching into. However, what a what terrible copy was, because they never arrested Hamburglar. No. They caught him all the time. Yeah. But I honestly believe that they were uh, I mean they were just enabling him. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, don't do that again. Robble Robble. I'm fully believing that uh, that Hamburger was one of Ronald's kind of lackeys, so they would they could never arrest him because he was untouchable. They would face the wrath of the McDonald man. Seriously, and that's where you really want to see like Big Mac get on like you know completely Elliot Ness on them and throw Hamburger off the top of a building. <laughs> but there are some characters that you know have completely fallen off. Um, Birdie. The early bird. I remember Birdie. Birdie yes. essentially was there to, to show their breakfasts, right. which was a lot, outside of like having a, an egg McMuffin or one of their sandwiches. Yeah. When was the last time they actually had like their big breakfast? Me never. And never. I remember when I was a kid, I used to love it. Yeah, me too. And I had one. One of my last jobs, I was uh, on the road a lot. And one time, I was like, "Yeah, what the hell? I'll go get one." Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, those pancakes were like like thin. They were thin, they, rubbery pieces of... They, there's nothing worse than a pancake that cannot fill you. No. And that, that's really the issue. And they took pancakes. Come on. Yeah. What am I, a child? They, they had to give you the syrup because those things had no flavor on their own. Oh, yeah. No. Yep, and the, the scrambled eggs are pretty awful. I mean, the sausage patty was good, but that's why we get sausage McMuffins. Yeah. Hash browns were great, though. Oh, I, I still love the hash oh, yeah. browns. And they're on the dollar menu, two for a buck. Are you kidding oh, me? Sweet. Now, have you ever had McGriddle? Yes, I have. Oh my god, I had it once. Uh-huh. Oh, what a... Oh, you know it, it's. Uh. All right, here. If you've never had a McGriddle, I'm just gonna I'm gonna just lay it on there for you now. Take two pancakes that have been injected with syrup. Yep. And put sausage egg and cheese in between them. Yeah. And eat. Congratulations, you're fat. <laughs> um, Captain Crook. I don't know Captain Crook. Captain Crook, and it, like, he'd always be followed around by like these little filet of fishes with fishtails, which, disturbing. Okay. They're kind of like, they're like the, the filet of fish sandwich with eyes. Right. You know, and a little and a fish. And he was kind of like there, hey, we got seafood, too. I've got this fried fish patty. You don't see him anymore. Another no. character you don't see, and I only remembered because he was part of like the McDonaldland collection of action figures, right. was the professor. 
I don't remember the professor. He had no purpose other than kind... He was kind of like Watson to uh, Ronald's Sherlock Holmes. But not the Jude Law Watson. No, God, no. Oh, I wish he was the Jude Law (laughs) Watson. Um... Yeah, you yeah. just there. No, I gotta, I gotta bring this up because I'm, I'm really never gonna have another opportunity to bring this up. But I was reading this article on Crack.com this week um, called uh, "Fast Food Menus for Failures." Okay. And I'm trying to get confirmation on this. Do you know, Mike? There's an off-menu item mm-hmm. called uh, at McDonald's called the McGangbang. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. <laughs> the McGangbang is a double cheeseburger with a McChicken sandwiched in between. Wow. And really? it's an off-menu item, um, which means that people know about it, but for the obvious reasons, <laughs> they're not going to put it on their menu. I'm waiting to get confirmation, because a couple of my clients are actually uh, operations managers for a McDonald's franchise. Okay. So I'm going to get it from them, whether or not they've actually heard of this thing. Oh, what? And then I will order one. <laughs> and it better not cost more than two bucks because that's pretty much what I'm paying for. A double cheeseburger and a chicken sandwich. It's going to cost you another $2 of the toilet paper for all the time you sit on the can. Oh, God. Hey, don't get me started about that. Um, now, what I mean, what, what do you like better? Do you, what, which is your favorite fast food place? Is it McDonald's or? No, Wendy's is always my Wendy's favorite. Wendy's is your favorite? Okay. Because we're getting into my favorite. Okay. Which is Burger King. Yeah. Burger King has got, I think, more kicks at the can than yeah. any other fast food restaurant should ever have in terms of trying to find mascot identity. They've never been able to land, really land one until recently, which is unfortunate because their current one is freaking oh, measure. Buying. Oh my word. We'll, we'll get into that. Yes. I heard. I learned a lot about the uh, the new king. Um, I mean, they, they've started off with like the little cartoon, you know, midget king. Yeah. Which, like, you know, and he was all happy and stuff like that, and that, that went nowhere. Yeah. Late seventies, early eighties, probably in a cocaine fueled just. <laughs> <laughs> night session they came up with the Burger King and his court oh yeah uh, the Burger King was actually played by a magician who essentially is the basis for um the king that you see now the creepy king right uh, and he had his court the only two I really remember are is um Sir Shakes a lot hey look at that tree it's shaking Sir Shake-A-Lot's my name. Drinking shakes is my game. When Shake-A-Lot's thirsty, he loves a good shake. It's so cold and frosty, it makes him quake. Great shakes, Burger King. With my shivery shakes, we'll have a ball. So I'll cover this table. Look, for all. Great shakes. I love magic. And I love shakes. So, with my baton, we'll have some fun. If you're making shakes, I'll order one. It's a magic shake I'll make right here. When you sip a little... Watch mine disappear. That really shook me up, Burger King. Marvelous, magical Burger King. He can do most anything. He loves magical food as well. He's got shakes, shakes, shakes for everyone. Burger King, yay! Great shakes! Who looked like if he didn't get his hit sometime (laughs) soon, he was going to start offering oral sex to whoever. Just give me a shake, please. I'll suck your dick. I can't all stop shaking. Please give me more. And then the Duke of Doubt. Okay. Now, here's the, here's the thing. I'm going to pull this out of out of Chris's submission here, because he actually had a picture of the Duke of Doubt on one of their um, lovely lead-lined uh, glasses here. Right. And um, the most fake 
cartoon character I've ever this, seen. And this was kind of an era for that, too. Like, the Fig Newton's character that they had, um, very similar to the Duke of Doubt, you know, kind of a pudgy. Yeah. Uh, just that really dopey-looking hair. Yeah, uh, Faye beyond belief. I, I, I don't know if we can go so far as to call him gay, but just, like, really show-tuny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know what purpose he serves, because he's not selling me food. No, Duke of Doubt, it... What? I huh? doubt that's real cheese. I <laughs> doubt you'll finish that. I doubt they're not going to pee on your sandwich before you get out of here. Um, yeah, it, it's just these, these bizarro characters that, you know, thankfully time and, and a sober mind was like, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> I wonder how long you lasted anyway. I think it lasted up until about 1982-83, because that's when I remember when they started like going to... You know what? We, we got the contract for Empire Strikes Back. We should go put out some sticker books. Yeah. Um... Then, in 1986, they had this brilliant idea for a character named Herb. Okay. And you and I talked about this a little bit. Um, and if you're a wrestling fan, we can tie this in, because uh, Herb was the special uh, timekeeper at WrestleMania two, the Chicago segment. Um, Herb, apparently, was the only person in America who had never eaten a Whopper. Right. Hard to believe, because, you know, the nation of vegetarians and all. Um... And her, the thing was that Burger King had this contest. If you saw Herb at a Burger King and you caught him, you would win a million dollars. Sounds pretty easy. Yeah, it sounds pretty easy, but it also sounds like a really stupid plan because you know there are going to be people that train extremely violent. Exactly. Try to shoot out his kneecaps. He won't run. I'll eat it. I'll eat it. Uh, and Herb was like the, nebu- the most nebbishy guy you've ever seen. <laughs> um, you know, I remember that scene when Harry met Sally. When they're doing the karaoke at the Sharper Image, oh, yeah. and then Harry's ex-wife brings up Ira. Yeah. <laughs> this is what Herb looked like. The thing was, and this is to the chagrin of the people who come this contest, and all the people trying to capture Herb, he was fucking fast. <laughs> he could just... <laughs> he like leave like a, a dust outline of himself. Uh, and then finally, I think someone finally cornered him. Uh-huh. I mean, threatened him with violence, I think, and then they gave the guy like... You know, they're threatening to sue, so they gave him, like, half the money and then just had nothing more to do with Herb. Right. It was, like, a, a three-month contest that just did awful. Yeah, I can imagine. And then, in, in, about 20 years ago, they came up with the BK Kids Club. Yep. Which was kind of like their happy male kids. Yeah, with multi-ethnic... Multi... Capable, yeah, yeah. The kid in a wheelchair—that's that's, that's kind of the new thing. We know it's on Sesame Street a lot too. It's like, okay, just make sure you get the kid in the wheelchair. But it was like a robotic wheelchair that, like, not even Stephen Hawking's has. Oh my god, Stephen Hawking's would kill himself for that. That fly. it's like, like a flying, yeah, flying, like shoot laser beams. It was a regular Gundam, right? Well, maybe it was like the like the the um, wheelchair that they gave Stephen Hawking in that Simpsons episode with like the oh yeah, and the punching glove <laughs> and all that. Um, and they went nowhere because it's just. Utter pandering. Yeah. You know, you get a bunch of hipster kids trying to sell a bunch of regular kids, you know, fast food. Yeah. yeah whatever. We can't afford a clown. Let's get a bunch of really retarded kids. Right. But, so they went back to what they know. Yeah. The Burger King. King. Uh, what are your thoughts, Mike? Every time I see that, it doesn't make me want to buy a Burger King meal in so much as it wants to make me run freaking hiding from Burger King you know, so that it doesn't find me. Right, exactly. Because he'll haunt your dreams. He's oh, like Freddy he Krueger. He will haunt your dreams. I, I'm just, I, again, go back, going back to Robot Chicken, the scene where, uh... Oh, yeah. <laughs> the king is just following this guy around, and finally he just turns and beats it to death and finds out he's his, his son. His son, yeah. 
Now, the thing is I, that Burger King kind of is given up. And as I was saying, there's a backstory to this whole thing. Burger King's kind of given up on being the number two fast food joint. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're losing right now. They're third behind Subway. Okay. Um, which really doesn't have a, mar- a mascot other than Jared. Yeah, who doesn't show up anymore. No. Um, and those really terrible breakfast ads. But uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. But so what they decided to do was they were going to kind of go to... There are people that are very loyal to Burger King. Right. Honestly, you know, and I'm one of those people. If it's if I'm looking at a Burger King and a McDonald's in the same area, I will eat at a Burger King. Okay. Uh, I love Burger King. Yeah. I, I, just, I, I actually used to work at a Burger King in high school, which, you know, not a proud moment in my life. No, I'm, uh, yeah. I, I've never been able to sink low enough to do fast food myself. Yeah, but... um. You know, it was what they decided to do was okay. Screw it. We're not going to turn anybody off with our advertising. Let's get it just as far out there as humanly possible, so people are at least talking about our ads. So people don't talk about, you know, Ronald McDonald anymore. People don't yeah. talk about. Remember Mac tonight? Forgot about him from McDonald's. I did not he remember. He was the him. piano playing. You know, like Half Moon Head. I got nothing. Back when they were trying to do like the adult menu for. Uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's McDonald's after dark. <laughs> Get you, get yourself a hamburger yeah. and a knob shine. Um, <laughs> so they just decided that they weren't going to do. You know, they weren't going to. They don't have no. They don't have anybody to win oh, yeah. over. And that's what happened. They're like, okay, people that eat here mm-hmm. love this shit. Oh yeah, I think it's worked okay. Sure, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, why don't you uh, take on Wendy's? Okay. Um, I think we all remember the uh, biggest like advertising boom of Wendy's history. From uh, starting in 1984, going like what two years? Yeah, Clara, where's the beef peller? It certainly is a big bun. It's a very big bun. Big fluffy bun. It's a very big fluffy bun. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Where's the beef? At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger we modestly call a single. And Wendy's single has more beef than the Whopper or Big Mac. At Wendy's, you get more beef and less bun. Hey, where's the beef? I don't think there's anybody back there. You want something better. You're Wendy's kind of people. Oh, God. Um. <laughs> oh, that poor woman. Yes. That poor woman. She, hey, she dragged out that 15 minutes of fame for... Until she died. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know your slogan's big when it's used in a presidential debate. Very badly in a presidential debate. Exactly. Debates. Walter Mondale saying it to Ronald Reagan and then getting stomped like a narc at a biker <laughs> rally. Quote belonging to Dennis Miller back when he was funny. Um, yeah. Oh, man. And it just kept going on. Yeah. Um, on. It finally ended when Clara Peller used it to advertise something other than Wendy's. And they sued the ass out of her. Oh, man. And who was the man doing that suing? Oh, who was it? Dave Thomas. Oh, that's right. Yes. The owner of Wendy's. The yeah. Founder of quite Wendy's. honestly, seemed like the kind of guy you could actually sit and have a drink with. Yeah. Yeah, a nice, down-to-earth guy. And, you know, his reign came to an end when he died, sadly. Yeah. But so, they don't really have anything now, anyway. No. Right. Honestly, I don't see a lot of Wendy's ads to begin with. No. I mean, you occasionally see the... the Wendy's face yeah. talking, but that's about it. Oh, and those are creepy. Yeah. Those are kind of creepy. Those are creepy. very creepy. Um, Taco Bell Chihuahua? Yo quiero Taco Bell. Yes. Yes. I mean, yeah. that thing better be avoiding Arizona right now because, oh my <laughs> God. Seriously, what a, what a terrible idea. Yeah. Creepy Chihuahua, which, by the way, is not a real dog. No. Debate it all you will. It, it's a rodent. Yeah, Come exactly. On. 
the rodents that have learned to uh, to, to to clean themselves. <laughs> um, yeah, it was creepy. And then Colonel Sanders. Yeah. Um, the, the Colonel, uh, who used to what did he used to like uh, vouch for Elvis? Was that the same Colonel? Uh, no, no, that was. Uh, God, why are you asking me this and me not remembering what it is? Oh, my oh, no, God. No, I think they both looked exactly the same. Yeah, though. they kind of. Every colonel you know has got, like, that white suit <laughs> and, like, the little goatee and, like, a little Van Dyke thing going. And speaks like, um... Foghorn Leg. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, so, the beauty is, is that a lot, and a lot, and especially in our area, there's a lot of combo Taco Bell uh, KFCs. Yeah. Which blows me away, because I'm pretty sure that the colonel hated Mexicans. Oh, yeah. Get off my property! <laughs> The live Colonel Sanders, uh, interesting character, especially like the old 1970s commercials where yeah. they were just praying he wouldn't die <laughs> while he's, you know, fishing with a kid. And he, you know, like, they've got, like, the little sticks with, like, the little fishing line. They're not going to catch anything, but they're eating a gigantic bucket of chicken anyway. Why don't they just throw the chicken in the lake and catch the fish with Seriously, the Seriously, I'm going to speed up death somehow. <laughs> um, the thing interesting about Colonel Sanders, Harlan Sanders, is that he, um, every time I go to any type of business meeting... Mm-hmm. His story is brought up to me because you know how many doors and how many restaurants Colonel Sanders had to go to before someone would actually bring his chicken into their restaurant. Oh yeah, over I, I've, I've heard that story. Over two thousand. I've heard that. We story. hear that every business meeting I go to. Yep. Um, but after the Colonel died about uh, five years ago, they decided to bring back the animated Colonel. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, no backstory came out that they were using like his reanimated algorithms or something <laughs> like that. But they had him doing like you know. Have him doing the cabbage patch and rapping and all that. It's just, no, bad. It's the colonel. He's a southern colonel. He's very much into the slave trade. <laughs> just, just let him do it. Exactly. You know, and he will kill you. He'll he'll tell you six of the seven uh, herbs and spices, uh-huh. and then he'll shoot you in the back of the head. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. I forgot which one that was. Say your prayers, jackass. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's human blood. <laughs> Uh, speaking of human blood, what about Kool-Aid Man? <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> Intermission. <laughs> Alright. Oh, great. Now I get that image of Kool-Aid Man for a little human blood in my head. <laughs> He's a sentient glass bowl <laughs> with a face. Uh, Here's what I want to know. Every time he opened his mouth, why wasn't it, like, gushing with Kool-Aid? <laughs> or, in this case, human blood. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> he should never be allowed to talk unless he's empty, quite honestly. For me, he's telepathic. There's actually a great thing on YouTube of, like, the five worst uh, Kool-Aid ads. And they're all, obviously, they're made up. And one yeah. of them is, like, a guy dying and, you know, flatlining in <laughs> surgery. Another one is, like, this couple getting it on. Oh, yeah. And man, like, breaks down, like, oh, yeah! <laughs> and he just kind of looks at them. And then, like, reaches back and just kind of, like, slowly squeaks up a chair to sit down and watch. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I don't know. It's a pretty simple ad campaign when you get to it. Yeah. I'm thirsty. I have this wall here that has nothing hanging on it. Boom! Hey, Kool-Aid! Oh, yeah! How did I get to the fifth floor? I don't know! <laughs> I burst through from outer space. Oh, God. Yeah, seriously. Remember the video game? Yeah. This terrible Atari game? Oh. He, Kool-Aid Man could burst through anything he wanted. He could go through walls. He was a 
Kitty Pride. No, seriously. No, he was, yeah, Kitty Pride didn't leave a wake of destruction around her <laughs> whenever she went, though. It would be funny, though, watching Kool-Aid Man lay in Juggernaut. <laughs> then he finally beats a Juggernaut. Like, hey, Kool-Aid, now you know who I am. I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> seriously, what a terrible mutant power. I can blow through people. Yeah. Uh, oh boy! Oh, let's get on to something completely not funny. Okay. Uh, Cheezosaurus Rex. This was a suggestion actually yes, from one of your from uh, Lisa D, uh, who brought Cheezosaurus Rex as her favorite. Um, yeah, no, I don't really have much to say about it. I don't either. Big dinosaur man cheese. Part partly, and this is nothing to do. The character might be awesome. The thing is, I can't remember. I can't honestly tell you the last time I had Kraft macaroni and cheese in the powder form. Right. If I'm going to eat macaroni and cheese that isn't, like, homemade... Right. my wife makes a really good macaroni and cheese, uh, I will get, like, the Kraft or the uh, Velveeta. Yeah. Like, shells and cheese with the squishy bag. Yeah. That's how I eat that. Sorry, it's just the way it works. Well, I'm not rich like you, so I gotta take the powder. <laughs> oh, fine. You and your... You and your elitist non-powder. You and your liquid cheese. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, now, here's one I've theorized about for years. Mr. Peanut. Oh, yes. Uh, so one, of your, one of your friends brought that up. Yes. Uh, Jonna? My friend Jonna. She's the one I always stay with out in California. Oh, man. Um, uh, I'll let you go on with this. All one. right. Here's my theory. And uh, the mighty ape cod uh, out in, on, on the cape will, will back me up on this because we both theorized about this. Mr. Peanut is way down with, he's be, he's be top hatted and, right. be, and be spectacled he's and he's got a southern. stick pin he's very and a he's southern got gentleman. Yes. he is very much an era of the tuxedoed plutocrat mm-hmm. that fell out you know surprisingly fell out of favor during the great depression yes um shilling peanuts which which the only thing I can explain is that he sold his brothers down the river mm-hmm. for wealth and riches yeah that's really all I can think of, you know. His face graces it all, and you know, while the peanuts are all being marched to their beshelled death. <laughs> Eat my peanut butter. <laughs> but uh, seriously, I mean, that's horrifying. Yeah, he, he's uh, honestly he's kind of like the peanut form of uh, Mr. Moneybags from Monopoly. He is kind of. Oh my god. Ah. Ah. Monopolies are good. Yeah, Monopolies are really good. Here's my Ponzi scheme. Um, Mr. Whipple. Don't squeeze the Charmin. Chris, Chris brought this one up, and I, I gotta wonder, I've worked in a grocery store. I mean, most grocery managers I have dealt with have either been a, the biggest ladies' man ever. Like, you, know the, you know the guy who does the fruit and fiber ads right now? Like, the most suave, cool yeah. store manager in the world? That was my old manager, Al. Okay. I, I guarantee Al was bringing women up to the uh, office <laughs> to bang them. And then there's the other type, the high-strung like jittery type of store manager which I also had his name was George and the guy was like gave me a heart attack just watching him uh, and Chris you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about because we both worked at the store at the same time Mr. Whipple did the Charmin ads of, don't squeeze a Charmin yep you ever actually seen anybody stop in their tracks at the grocery store at the end of any type of display grab the toilet paper and just start like yeah <laughs> oh squeeze seriously squeeze. just massaging it like it's boobs for god's sakes <laughs> But you brought up an interesting point. Yes, uh, um, for a piece of trivia. Adam Savage, one of the two, one of the two main MythBusters, actually got his start on 
as one of the guys that Mr. Whipple told not to squeeze the shaman. That's amazing, and I'm sure that he's going to bring nightmares uh, to his grave. Yes. Another one, uh, and this is actually one of my favorites, Twinkie the Kid. Yes. Um, thoughts on him or any of his hostess buddies? Uh, all I just remember is him with that lasso and that hostess guy. I there was the, the, the cupcake was a magician. That's right, that's right. Um... Was it the fruit what, pie? The fruit pie. I don't remember what the fruit pie was, which is sad because the fruit pie is my favorite of the hostess. Yeah, things. me too. Um, oh my god, I'm gonna have to look this up, and we'll have to get back to this on, on episode 28. Mm. But Twinkie the kid is, you know, it, it's kind of cute. Yeah, you know, it's it's Twinkies. How can you hate Twinkies? Yeah. Um, apart from the amount of you know just preservatives <laughs> that could keep that thing going till the next ice age. Oh yeah. Um, did you see the uh, robot chicken? bit that they did. Oh, yes, where they all pick up the thing yeah. and they start ripping them apart. <laughs> he just starts de- deflating from the outside. And Interesting Twink- Twinkie trivia, though. Do you know what the original flavor was? No. Banana cream. That actually, they should bring that back. They did. Back in 1999, they brought it back, and it failed horribly because people are used to vanilla. Oh, that's too bad. The reason why they changed it was because during World War II, there's a banana shortage. Yeah. Back when they used to use real flavoring. Um, um, yeah, so... Oh, they are so good. But you know what? My favorite my favorite line from uh, Sim- from The Simpsons? Yep. Silly customer, you cannot hurt the Twinkie! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, so... Oh, I want a Twinkie now. Yeah, hey, no, so they've gotten smaller. They have. Those bastards. They're cutting back. Man, what the yeah. hell? But, oh, man, the apple pies. Oh, I, I love, love those the apple pies. pies. I don't know what it is. The blueberry pies are my favorite. See, I like the apple pies. But yeah, that's just with, you know, personal favorite. Yeah. I like apple pie. Yeah. But that thing is like a fritter. Oh, yeah. Encased in, I don't sugar know if glaze. it's sugar glaze or carbonite. I don't know what it is, yeah. but it's really tasty. <laughs> so, um, actually, that, that pretty much ends the, uh, the main part here. Well, let's move on to our segments. All right. Because we uh, have the return of one Nick from Canada. Yes. Hello, Nick. Hey, Nick. Take it away. Good day, Geek Salad. This is Nick from the Great White North here to add my two cents like always. Uh, first of all, allow me to apologize for missing your previous show. Unfortunately, I missed the text from my good friend Mike G uh, regarding the recording date. And unfortunately, I have a confession to make. Hi everyone, my name is Nick, and I've become addicted to World of Warcraft. Yes, I have become addicted to the multimedia online game that so many people have become addicted to, and to be honest, I now understand why. It's quite an addictive and quite enjoyable game for those who can find a way to pay for it. My biggest hold back on it before was that you needed a credit card, but thanks to the people of Walmart, you can actually buy prepaid uh, 60-day cards, which is which has allowed me to play it. So with that in mind, I do apologize for missing your show, although I must say it was very well done, very well put together, but uh, since I don't have really much time, I can't really go into some of the points where I disagree with. But hey, you did make up a lot of valid points. Second thing, guys, the coffee cups are on the way already. Uh, As I told Mike a couple of days ago, uh, they're on the way. It should be there probably sometime next week. Hope you guys enjoy, and remember, 
Canadians rule. Ha ha. <laughs> now, on to the, well, the topic of the day, so to speak. Well, I don't know. I didn't, wasn't exactly sure exactly what, uh, like icons and that were prevalent in just Canadian hit culture or what ones that actually crossed over into the American. But there is one that I, always came to mind for me. And that was the Sugar Crisp Sugar Bear. I'm sure everybody can pretty much remember it because do that little the song you did that can't get enough of the Sugar Crisp. Da 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 da. Anyways, I noticed that you never see him a lot on anymore at all. But then you also never see a lot of them like uh, like Count Chocula and uh, I don't think I've seen the Tricks Rabbit on for years. But yeah, it's quite amazing how icons of our childhood past have seemed to fade into obscurity, while others like Lucky, Tony the Tiger, and uh, like the Cheerios Bee and the Rice Krispies elves have seemed to hold the staying power for today's generation. It's quite interesting when you actually stop to think about it. But anyway, that's my two cents. As always, you guys take care, keep out of trouble, and... Take off, eh? Thanks, Nick. Welcome back. And yes. uh, hopefully we'll get you some methadone for your World of Warcraft addiction. Um, that brings us to the return. We, we actually skipped last week because mm-hmm. the trailers aren't getting great. No. You know? Um, but I had to talk about this one uh, for our segment Trailer Park. And, Mike, you just watched this because I told you you kind of had to watch it. I'm kind of wishing I hadn't seen it now. Yeah, and this actually may be the only movie that we talk about in Trailer Park that there's a legitimate chance I will never watch this movie. I know I will never watch this movie. Human Centipede, the first sequence. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I'm, I'm not going to play any audio from it either because it's it's a lot of action, a lot of just screaming. A lot um, of just disturbing images. Yeah, it's... I get turned on to this movie from uh, the IFC podcast. Because mm-hmm. they were talking about shock cinema. And I figured, okay, that, that's kind of cool. So I checked it out, and... The, the thing with shock cinema is, is that it really just sticks with you. Good or bad, yeah. it will stick with you. It's like that last scene, the very last scene in the movie Saw. I've never seen Saw because I don't like that. Oh, okay, well, spoiler alert if you've never seen the I movie. I know what and I'm sure, Yeah. Well. Jigsaw gets up, because he's been the guy who was laying in the pool of blood the entire time, gets up, leaves the other guy strapped there, turns out the light, and the guy just screams mm-hmm. for five minutes over the credits. Mm-hmm. And that's what stuck with me. Yeah. Kind of like the um, the last scene of the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. When the camera comes, and then gets knocked down, mm-hmm. and then the film ends. Yeah. And that sticks with you. Uh, the movie Cannibal Holocaust, which... If you haven't seen Do Yourself a Favor, don't see it, because it's disturbing as hell. Wasn't going to. It's just one of those things I wish I could forget I've seen. Yeah, I, I've got a few like that. And uh, Human Centipede is very similar to that. It's about a uh, two two idiot girls who whose car breaks down on the middle of whatever the hell they were going to do. Um, you know, nowhere near home. And, um, of course, the one house that they can find is by a psychotic mad scientist. Yeah. Isn't that always the way? Of course. Um, whose experiment is, after he drugs and chains them to beds, to string four people, three or four people together mm-hmm. in a single sequence, essentially, uh, to steal the term from the movie Requiem from a dream, for a Dream, ass to mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, that wasn't even from Requiem for a Dream. That's from Clerks 2. Yeah. <laughs> you um, never go ass to mouth. No, 
<laughs> creating a single intestinal delivery system, which means that the other per- the first poops into the mouth of the second, who will poop into the mouth of the third, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Yeah. Um, disabling them by cutting the ligaments in their legs and cr- essentially turning them into a gigantic strung-together monster. Right. And they show you the, la- the last scene in the trailer is a glimpse of the human centipede. And go to YouTube and check the check the trailer out if you've got the stomach for it. It's yeah. not especially bloody. And from everything I've heard, the movie itself isn't especially bloody. It's just disturbing. But it's, it's, all it's torture porn, essentially. It's yeah. very similar to Hostel in that, or that respect. So... Check it out. Let me know. Geeks out at yahoo.com or email the Facebook page. Um, just to let me know if you've seen it. I actually know a few people that do want to see it because they're really into just disturbing horror movies. Oh, fun. And um, we'll see how that how that works. Right. Let's move on to something more fun. Stupid! Stupid! <laughs> Alright. Uh, do you want to go for it? you want to take yours first? Yeah, alright. Um, just, it just occurred to me um, when we were talking about Captain Crunch... There were, I read this story on Wikipedia. There was a woman out in California who sued um, what, General Mills because yeah, she it was thought, General Mills because she thought that crunchberries were real fruits, oh and she God. sued them when she found out that, that they weren't. Stupid, stupid. And the, the judge threw it out because the lady was an idiot. I, I believe that the actual um, judgment is, "Lady, you're an idiot." Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that that's horrifying. Yeah. Um, also, on, on the subject of fast food, uh, let's talk about the KFC Double Down. Right. The KFC Double Down, which is also on the uh, menu of fast food for failures, mm-hmm. it is a um, bacon and fat sauce sandwich and cheese sandwiched in between two fried chicken patties. Yeah. Um, if you ever wanted to hear your heart explode, just... Eat one of those and get a have a tape recorder. Exactly, it's it's the time that's come. Bread is obsolete. Bread is bad for you. Fried chicken, on the other hand, is delicious. Yes. Um, God, evil <clears throat> bread carbs. No. You know, the funny thing is, though, this this sandwich is getting nowhere near the furor that the old um like a couple years ago, BK came out with that breakfast sandwich was <laughs> like like twice your daily calorie oh, yeah, allowance. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's like fried eggs and it was fried eggs, bacon, and sausage on a torpedo roll. Yeah. This is um, bacon, cheese, and sauce in between two chicken patties. Mm-hmm. That's that is the bread. Yeah. 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 Stupid. I don't think I'll ever eat this one. Yeah, I. Oh, from what I have heard from the people who have eaten it, it's really small for the amount of money you spend. It's like a five dollar sandwich. Oh. Because you're you're paying for chicken. Yeah. You're done with it in four bites, and according to the um, fast food for failures article. Mm-hmm. Your mouth still wants to keep chewing. <laughs> so It's missing the bread. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's what we need. You need the bread to fill you up. That's that's why uh, they make you eat the bread on the uh, competitive eating contests. Yep. Now let's talk about the unwanted sequel of the week. Dark Crystal 2. Yeah. I, I, my feelings are strong on this. I know. Um, I, I don't know. The latest news I've heard is actually not too bad. I mean, they're... they're it's apparently they're bringing back the original character designer. Yeah, Brian Froud. Yeah, will be back, uh, which is good. But they have to keep it puppets. Yeah, I'm sorry, they have to keep it puppets. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think Jenny uh, Jenny Tartakovsky is the one they're aiming for to direct it. Okay. I think th- he said that the only way he'll direct it is if they keep it as uh, both puppets and some computer animation. Yeah, I can deal with some computer animation, yeah. but you know, I just. 
praying they don't Avatar this thing. No. So, once again, fuck you, Avatar. <laughs> oh, God. But, hey, we got some good news. Yes. We've got a huzzah! 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 Let's talk about Rift Tracks Avatar. Yes. Oh, man. Oh. Actually, let's let the boys roll off a line from it. Yeah. That truck transforms into a robot with John Turturro underneath its scrotum. I'm leaving. <laughs> awesome. So awesome. And th- there was... There, you know, um, if you haven't seen any of the best of Rift Tracks on YouTube, please go see us on Check this out. This is 20 minutes. It's two parts. Yeah, they couldn't fit all the good lines into a single one, so they split it out. Oh, it's it's awesome. Between the terrible 80s movie cliches that they mentioned. Yeah. Or my favorite bit when... Um, when Jake becomes a, becomes an avatar and like the other girl is an avatar I was like what are you looking at numb nuts <laughs> not really a sensitive thing to say for a guy who's paralyzed from the waist down <laughs> and, and then when he uh, mentions like I've got a copy of Fern Girl here for you to, re- to look at uh, to look over <laughs> well my favorite part in part two yeah robot knife fight <laughs> Things that wouldn't occur to you watching the movie are just, they just make total sense yeah. with, with Avatar uh, Rift Tracks. Mm-hmm. Especially the fact that a guy in a Gundam outfit pulled a knife on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, good going, guys. Congratulations, Rift yeah, Tracks. Finally, finally. Let's talk uh, Salad Shills. This is our oldest and dearest segment. Yes. Um... Not a whole lot to talk about. In fact, Mike, yours is kind of forthcoming. Yeah, um, I plan, hopefully, tomorrow night, to go to the midnight showing of Iron Man 2. Good luck. Yes. Good luck. Um, I'm going to be cutting into my sleeping time for a, for a morning shift at work after that, though. You're a stronger man than I. I could not do it. Then again, I have a toddler. Yeah. So that doesn't happen. Plus, I have a longer commute than you. Yeah. So, but next week, I think we're going to try to to get out yes, and see yeah. it, so I I can finally see it. I think it's the same way with with one. Um, I know you saw it like opening night. I had to go like yeah. a week later. Then again, I was also on like permanent like phone duty because my wife is due to give birth at any minute. <laughs> and that's right. Your parents did uh, sneak out. To my in laws, my in laws right. snuck out to see it, <clears throat> but they liked it though, which is good. Okay. All right, and for me, and this isn't so much of a shill more than a, um, please watch it and make your own decision about it, is the movie Where the Wild Things Are. Right. Directed by Spike Jones. Um, I love the book. I've always loved the book. And mm-hmm. I thought that for a live-action movie that took a ten-page book and turned it into an hour-and-a-half-long movie, it was okay. It was nowhere near as offensive as The Grinch or Polar Express. Right. But... With that said, I didn't need to see an hour and a half of these characters that I've grown up loving screaming at each other. Because that's all it was. It was just, you don't understand me! Run, 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 run. No, you don't understand me! Run, 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 run. Um, Why are you being such a jerk? Run, 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 run. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen this one. I, I'm I'm just of the opinion that you shouldn't take a ten-page book and turn it into an hour and a half movie. Yeah, well... It's going to keep happening, yeah. whether you like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's talk about some of the uh, messages that we got about this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead, Mike. Who, who do you got yes. on the list? Well, um, my, uh, my good friend Alyssa on, in the UK. Yep. She mentioned a couple of her favorite um, ads are the Crash Bandicoot character. Okay. You know, the live-action one. She, the, the guy whose face was visible in the Yeah, she, she got some chuckles out of that one. 
And she also sent me a YouTube link for a rather disturbing Canadian commercial from like the 80s or 90s. All right. I mentioned this to Nick, and he was in shock that he remembered slightly of these. Batman and Robin were showing a uh, Canadian toy store. Oh, God. Called Zeller's Toyland. Oh, it, I mean, this, this was full, like, kind of a much more manly version of the Adam West Batman. So, in other words, it, it was is twenty times more manly than the Schumacher Batman. Yes, but it was it still had that kind of cheese factor to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, oh yeah, J- uh, Jim, um, who I used to work with, mentioned Kool Aid Man. Yeah. Uh, as, as I mentioned, uh, Lisa mentioned Cheesesaurus Rex, and John mentioned Mr. Peanut. So thank you yeah. for all that feedback. Great. I mean, I had um, like a spam man from one of my uh, Facebook friends. Okay. Yeah, uh, but but Chris uh, sent me nine pages worth, at least nine printed pages worth. So yeah, he pictures included. Pictures included. Good job, Chris. This is uh, some capital work you've done here, sir. Um, and he's got pictures of like the, the original Burger King. Sure shakes a lot. Um, the Duke of Doubt, the Time for Timer guy, we all talked about. Better Business Bureau, I've got the Ostrich and the Abominable Snowman. Yeah. Uh, Diggum. The Fast Talking Guy from the early FedEx commercials, who I guess just died or something? Uh, I, I, I don't know, I thought he was still alive. He's got R.I.P. next to it, so I'm going to assume he's dead. Um, he also has done numbers of voices for yeah. like Transformers the movie. Oh, yeah. He was, um, oh, I can't remember the character's name. A zip, I think. Yeah. You get uh, Twinkie the Kid, Kool-Aid Man. Yuck Mouth, which I think is a... T- probably for a toothpaste. Oh, okay. Kind of like the cavity creeps. Yeah. Uh, he also brought up Crunchberry's the um, Peanut Butter Crunch Elephant, which, by the way, I didn't say this before, I love Peanut Butter Captain Crunch, and you can't find it anywhere. No, you can't. Um, and then Choco Crunch and Mr. Whipple. So, Chris, thanks for all the work, man. You went, you definitely went the extra mile with... Uh, thank you very much. Yes, especially with the pictures we can't show on an audio podcast. But thank you, because I can store those for later. Yeah, you, you wouldn't have remembered them otherwise. <laughs> exactly. And no, that gave us some great visual references to go on. Yes. So, anyway, folks, we're coming up to episode 28 next time. Oh, we're, I, I, you know, I just thinking today... 28 episodes. That's... is amazing. Yeah. And you've been here since four. Yeah. Yeah. So you've done... I'm like... Seriously, seriously I'm trying to think who the hell I... Who, in, in MST terms, who the hell I am in the, in this in this thing. Because I don't have anybody left over from... Kevin Murphy. I'm like the Ke- yeah, seriously, I'm the Kevin Murphy of... No, no, not even him, because he didn't, wasn't on the first season. Well, no, but he was, he was behind the scenes. Oh, that's right. So I'm like the Kevin Murphy of uh, Geek Salad, because I've, yes. I've been on all 27 episodes. 28, if you include the MST episode. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, episode 28, because guess what's coming up? The what? 30th anniversary of the greatest Star Wars movie ever. Empire Strikes Back? Oh, yes. Honestly, I I, you know, I will lay it out right now. Empire Strikes Back was not my favorite. Really? Mainly because when I first saw it, I was like really like like four or five. And seeing Luke get his hand cut off freaked the hell out oh, of I'm me. I'm sure it did. I'm it, sure that, it did. That, that, that physically you know, or psychologically disturbed me. But save that for next time. Yes. Because, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so we're going to be talking all about the original trilogy. This yes. is the counterpart to last June's uh, Star Wars prequel episode. Yep. We're going to be talking about all three. We should have some special guests with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll also be talking about some other fun um, Star Wars stuff, including some of the comic book series. Yep. Um, oh, yes. And um, some of the books. Oh, yes. As yep. well as some of our favorite Star Wars action figures. 
So, we have, yeah. we have those. Oh boy, yes. We'll be, we'll be having many a discussion about the blue snaggletooth. <laughs> so anyway, if you've got input on this episode, and I know you all freaking do, uh, you can email us at geeksalad at yahoo.com. Uh, you can get to us on our Facebook page, which is Geek Salad Podcast, um, or just find us individually on uh, on Facebook. You know who we are. We're not going to tell you our names otherwise. <laughs> For anonymity's sake. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, I'm Andy. And I'm Mike. And we'll talk to you next time. Go forth and be nerdful. I don't think there's anybody back there. You want something better. You're Wendy's kind of people.